Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. We are back with another epic episode. Firstly, ladies, I just want to say an absolutely fucking huge ginormously mongous thank you because overnight since launching my podcast and telling like not launching really it was just like telling you guys it was out on iTunes um I'm already in the top charts for health podcasts which is so bloody epic so thank you so much um number eight sitting with some other epic health people like ATP if you haven't gone and um listened to ATP's podcast they have an incredible incredible podcast um so yeah really really blown away super chuffed and super super grateful and like in like what a week right and um my mastermind also sold out last night my first round which I'm super excited about um the the sixth beautiful girl join which I was going to make the cutoff but um initially I was gonna have six and then I was like what the heck there's so many so much more interest um I've got more discovery calls and everything that I was just like like more discovery calls had already been booked in for later that week uh this week today actually um and so I have decided to bring on a few more amazing women that are ready to step up into their power so super excited about that as well it's all freaking happening January is off to a cracking start thank you very much universe constantly um just just seeing how much abundance there is in the universe and how what you put out you really really receive and I'm talking about this money mindset stuff a lot in the mastermind and with my clients as well just understanding that um you know however you act you are communicating that to the universe if you are saying yes to something you're saying yes to more of that and if you're saying no to something you're saying yes to something else so if you haven't gone and listened to my um last episode no not the last one one before that about money mindset uh, and the fear around investing in yourself I would definitely definitely do that but for today we are jumping back on the health bandwagon in terms of periods vaginas all that jazz um your cycle the stuff that I really freaking love um and we are going to be talking about hormonal acne because there is so many beautiful women that send me messages and they really really struggle with hormonal acne and I want to just give you guys some manageable tips and tricks that you can start doing um in your everyday life to really support your body so that you can get to have clear, glowing skin. Uh, the first thing I will say is that the pill does not fix your acne. Okay. So if you are on the pill or if you have been on the pill, what happens is the reason why it quote unquote fixes your acne is because your body produces sebum, right? Which is sebum, which is like the oil of your skin. Okay. So it produces that. Now what happens is when you're on the pill, it basically puts like a cork on every pore. So it blocks your pore from actually being able to secrete the sebum and therefore get a pimple if that happens with the combination of bacteria, right? We always secrete sebum. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a pimple. Um, now, so the pill puts a cork on that, right? And that's what quote unquote stops the acne. However, it doesn't stop your body from actually ramping up sebum production. So inside your body, you've got these little dudes and they're like, oh, that's weird. We're not making any more. We're not allowing ourselves to, you know, excrete the sebum out of Monica's skin or whoever's skin, right? And so what they little, what that, those little guys do is they actually start ramping up the sebum production. They're like, oh, well, well, we must need to make more. So let's ramp it up a notch. So they start ramping up the sebum production, going a million miles an hour, still 
the cork's still there, so you can't see it. However, however, as soon as you take that pill away, that's where you can have a massive breakout. And that's why a lot of girls and a lot of my clients, they've gone off the pill before and they had a massive breakout. So they, of course, went back on it or their doctor goes, oh, just go back on it. Like it'll quote unquote fix the problem. It's not going to fix the problem, one. And um, secondly, the more you go on it, it's just going to keep happening. So we really want to get to the root cause. So, you know, Today I'm going to talk about hormonal acne. This is um, general and also for women coming off hormonal birth control, okay? So the first thing I want to address is that your gut work is so, so, so important. Gut and liver are fundamental for your skin, right? So whatever is happening inside your body, if it is showing on the outside of your skin, it means there is a serious issue because showing on your skin is like the last resort, okay? Your hair, skin, and nails are the last places to get nutrients. So if there is, if you don't have great hair, skin, and nails, it's like, holy shit, what's inside then? I hope that makes sense. I don't want to scare you, but like, that's just the bottom line. So your gut and liver health is so freaking crucial to your hair, skin, and nails and to hormonal acne. Okay. So it's really important that you focus on, you know, we want to be getting rid of the bloat, the gas, getting your bowels going and all of that. Once the bloat, the gas and your bowel movements are really great, that is what it's going to lead to clearer skin. Making sure you have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach so you can actually absorb the nutrients and break down the food and all that so you don't get bloated. Okay. Also addressing any SIBO issues, which is small, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, also just having any overgrowth of bacteria in your gut, it's not going to love because estrogen needs to, all your hormones and everything that aren't being used in a metabolized in your liver need to be flushed out and they go through your gut. If you do not have the correct microbiome, your body is not going to be correctly able to flush out the estrogen. And that means that your body can be reabsorbing the estrogen, which can also then upregulate testosterone and if your body's not flushing out the estrogen, it keeps getting absorbed, okay, which is then going to lead to inflammation, you know, the, eventually it can lead to breast cancer um, and your liver is going to be getting more and more and more clogged. So we do not want that, okay? Um, so gut health is so important. Now, I'm going to do another episode talking about like probiotics and stuff. Do not, whatever you do, start taking a million and one probiotics. It's not the answer. In a nutshell, basically, probiotics, they are going to feed the bacteria in your gut. Now, if you have any bad bacteria in your gut, guess what? It feeds those fuckers too. So the best thing you can be doing for your gut health is getting rid of, is addressing the main things that are going to cause gut health issues, that are going to cause a leaky gut, that are going to cause gut permeability. First thing first, the pill causes gut permeability. So you, and that means basically like your little particles of food that you eat and stuff can actually go through the lining of your gut into your bloodstream and then cause an inflammatory reaction. Okay, because um, it's like quote unquote an invader. So the pill creates gut permeability. There is no point of you being like, why am I bloated and doing everything if you're still on the pill or vice versa. Okay, and when you come off the pill, it's so important that you do good gut health work in order to correct that leaky uh, leaky gut, gut permeability, all that stuff. Getting rid of things like gluten, dairy, and sugar, they are all very inflammatory and can all lead to leaky gut and stress. Now, here's a really key thing. It does not mean that you need to cut these foods out forever. I'm a big believer that once you get your gut in a correct um, 
sort of environment, once it's in a good environment, once it's happy as a pig in mud, then if you are in a low stress environment, aka holidays, and you have a bit of bread, have a bit of dairy, have a bit of sugar, your gut can deal with it because it's not stressed. And stress also creates leaky gut. So that's why, for example, that people will find that when they're like, you know, having a holiday in Italy, they can eat bowls of pasta and they don't get um, bloated. One, the way their gluten is processed um, and their stuff is very, very fresh and different. But secondly, they're not stressed. Even for myself, right, I don't eat dairy on a day-to-day basis, but if I'm on holidays, and it's happened to me before, if I'm on holidays, I can eat dairy and nothing happens. And I know this because I've accidentally eaten dairy, also placebo, um, I've accidentally eaten dairy without me knowing, and I didn't get bloated until like two days later when I was like, why does this pesto taste so fucking good? Like, what's in it? And then I turned it over and I was like, oh my God, there's fucking parmesan, okay? So... Seriously, that just proved the point to me of one, the power of placebo in your mind, um, which I already know about and I'll do episodes on, but um, it just reaffirmed to me. I was like, wow, just because I didn't know I was eating dairy, it's funny how I didn't get bloated, but also it was in Byron and literally all I was doing was eating, sleeping, napping, reading books and swimming in the ocean. So like the lowest stress environment and also eating a lot of bay leaf breakfast salad because it's the best thing in the world. If you ever go to Byron, make sure you go to bay leaf and get their breakfast salad. It is fucking insane. So addressing your gut health issues is absolutely key for your hormonal acne. Okay. And acne in general. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, ATP, speaking of ATP at the beginning, ATP's Gut Right product, which I will link in the show notes, is the bomb. Basically, you can read all about it on their website, and I'm going to do a whole other episode on that product because it's really important for you guys to know why you don't want to be just bombarding your gut with probiotics. Um, it's The Gut Right product is a mod biotic, and a mod biotic, it's not a probiotic, it's not a prebiotic. Okay, so what it actually does is a nut- in a nutshell is it flushes out the bad bacteria and keeps the good bacteria. It's not a laxative effect. It's not some crazy detox. You don't need to be like, you know, glued to the toilet. Your poos are so smelly, so it is bring your dog to work day. I will say that. But it's their smelly because you're flushing out so much dead bacteria, and it's kind of like, holy shit, that was sitting in me. So doing a gut right cleanse is really important. However, when you do the gut right cleanse, you can't be eating sugar, gluten, or dairy because you just, you don't, you need to have a really great environment where you're not adding any inflammatory compounds into your gut. So the Gut Right product is basically just ground up polyphenols. Like polyphenols are um, like the outside of like the skin of like fruit and veggies. Um, It's just ground up with a whole pile of like basically the skin of fruit and veggies, bark, cacao, all the stuff that we don't get enough of. And it's not like the skin of apples from fucking Woolworths. It's like the skin of real, the really, really, really thin, thick skin of apples that we don't eat from the supermarket because that is where the goodness is. The skin that we have on our fruit and veggies is fucking pathetic compared to what we're, our bodies actually need and what is from like, you know, the caveman days and that sort of stuff where they were really high in nutrients. That's why, you know, taking supplements is unfortunately kind of a part of life right now if you want full health because our soil is just so depleted and our veggies and stuff are just so, so depleted. So, Doing the gut right cleanse is really important. Cutting out the gluten, sugar, and the dairy, um, and also making sure that you're not having vegetable oil and stuff. I'll do an episode of vegetable oil, but basically you don't want vegetable oil because that is like the most inflammatory thing you can shove in your body. Like it is absolute poison. Um, I better actually do that episode quickly because I really want you guys to get on that bandwagon um, because that is something you do not want to be putting in your mouth under any circumstances. Um, Also having things like a lot of collagen and bone broth, they are really healing to your gut lining. They help 
any gaps, uh, any gap junctions that are in your uh, in your gut lining that have that have separated, and that's what causes a leaky gut. What the bone broth and the collagen collagen does is just help seals those gaps so that your gut isn't leaky anymore. Okay, and that's going to help reduce the bloating and stuff, and reduce that inflammatory response, um, which also will be influencing your um, your skin issues. Okay, um, so. That's really important for your gut health, okay? Oh, and like apple cider vinegar, that's what helps your hydrochloric acid production in your stomach. And the hydrochloric acid production is what actually breaks down your food, stops you getting bloated, making sure you're having enough acid in your stomach to break down the food. Do not think you – this whole like alkaline diet, there's a lot of confusion, right? You actually want your stomach to be acidic because if it's not acidic, it won't break down the food. Okay, your stomach pH level is like so fucking strong. It could like burn your skin. It's ridiculous, okay? So if you are getting like a lot of acid reflux and stuff, that's actually a sign that your stomach isn't acidic enough. So having apple cider vinegar before you eat and in the morning and stuff is really, really helpful. Don't go too overboard if just to start it off. You just want like a little bit of apple cider vinegar, okay? Don't start drinking like half a cup like I now do. That will just like blow your gut out of fucking, yeah, just don't do that. It's a bad idea. Um, so yeah. And because if your stomach doesn't have enough stomach acid, then you're also not going to be able to, um, actually break down the food to then get the nutrients and to absorb the nutrients you're eating. And then like nothing's happening. So you don't want to be doing that. Okay. Now the next thing you want to really be focusing on is your liver. Okay. Oh, actually with the gut. So also like eating mindfully and stuff that all ties in there as well of like stress reduction or whatever, eating mindfully, meditating, doing yoga, not pushing yourself, not having really high levels of cortisol from doing too much exercise exercise or from, I don't know, just like being on your phone all the fucking time from not getting enough sleep. All of those things contribute to your gut health. Gut health is so important. And if you have um, a lot of gut health issues, you uh, do not also want to be having a lot of fermented foods because if you are missing the wrong kind of strain of bacteria or like I was saying before with probiotics, you can be feeding the bad bugs as well as the good bugs. So don't go too heavy on the... um, on the fermented foods. I know it's like quite a trend right now, but you know, there is such thing as like your gut actually has got so much bacteria in there. It's got so many little bugs. You don't really need any more. Even like ATV, I was talking about this with them actually, because I went to their like talk about gut right when it launched. And it was when I had to, but it was before I had to have my second operation on my leg, um, from my ski accident when I had the hole in my leg. And, um, and I was saying to them, like, the hole is infected. I don't want to get another operation. I don't want to have to go into more antibiotics, but I, I need the hole, obviously, to close. Like, I got a hole in my leg. And um, and basically, he was actually said to me, he was like, even if you go on antibiotics, Monica, you're, there is so much bacteria in your gut. You don't need to then flood it with more. Like, your gut's fine. Like, yes, the antibiotics kills a lot of bacteria, but it doesn't kill all of it. So, just do the gut right and move on with your life. So that's my lesson to you guys. And I'm actually going to try to get, get them on the podcast because they are just like so much knowledge. I don't even know how they fit it in their brain. It's insane. It's amazing. Um, okay. So the next thing I was talking about is liver. So liver is the other really, really important thing for your gut health. Okay. We kind of like don't really pay that much attention to our liver. Like we don't think it's that important, but our liver is so, so, so important. It's like our, it's like a sponge. It literally absorbs 
everything we stick in our mouth and it's going to clean it all out for us, okay? However, if your liver is really, really clogged, it's obviously not going to do as good a job, okay? So it's really important that you get rid of the buildup, okay? So toxins include chemicals in your cleaning products, chemicals in your makeup, your shampoo, like what sort of um, skincare are you using? What sort of food are you eating? All of those things contribute to the buildup in your liver. The pill, like the pill, holy shit, like could not clog your liver anymore if you tried. Okay. And I'm not trying to be condescending or anything here. I was on the pill. I'm just trying to educate you ladies. If you want to be on the pill, that's totally fine. But like I was saying, I think I said this in another episode that I am just here to provide you with the information so that you can make an informed decision. Because when we go to the doctors and ask for advice, we aren't given other options. We are given like this hormonal birth control, this one or this one. There's no like, oh, like what about turmeric? There's none of that. You know what I mean? So um, here am I just trying to give you guys the information so you're going to make an informed decision. And if you choose to go on the pill, great, but at least you know how to then you know, what to do with your body um, when you come off it and when you're ready to come off it, okay? So getting rid of the buildup is so important. So things like estrogen, fake estrogen from the pill, and even your own natural estrogen, okay? If you have too much of it and your liver is not converting these hormones into the healthy form that your body can actually manage, you will have excess estrogen, and excess estrogen can then turn into androgens, And the metabolites are then creating more testosterone, which leads to more bacteria production, all from the sebaceous glands. And that's where the acne then comes from, okay? So flushing your liver out of too much estrogen is really important. So if you haven't listened to my podcast about like the general period problems, I think it's podcast number three, I think it's three, um, two or three, go back and listen to that. And I'm going to do more episodes on estrogen, but to flush estrogen out and just to flush your liver out in general, you want to be doing things like bone broth, lots of turmeric and not just the turmeric in food. You can't just, um, you can't just eat, like have a turmeric latte and be like, Oh look, I'm having turmeric. Like, no, no, no. If you need to flush your liver out, you need to be taking a bucket load of turmeric. So not just from the food, like go to your health food store and you want to be, I actually got, um, really good products on my favorite page on my website. Uh, if you go to shop and then shop my faves, um, they're there. But you want to get high-dose turmeric tablets to help flush your liver out. You want to be having bone broth because bone broth has got um, glutathione in it. And glutathione is like your body's master detoxifier. So that will also help flush out your liver. Also making sure that you're getting rid of those chemicals that are clogging your liver up, okay? So getting rid of the buildup, having lots and lots of brassica vegetables, making sure you're having enough iodine from your salt and from seaweed and stuff because iodine also helps flushing flush your liver out. All of these things are really key components. Even things like dandelion and milk thistle, they also help flush your liver out and reduce that estrogen um, excess. And then, of course, managing stress and all those lifestyle factors that are supporting your body in that way, they are also really, really important, Okay. And just jumping back to the pill and the hormonal birth control, just a little bit of proof is in the pudding sort of thing. Studies have actually shown, and since more women have been going on hormonal birth control, the number of benign tumors on women's liver has grown, okay? It has actually proved that we have structural and genetic changes that happen to the liver because of how it has to work so hard from the hormonal birth control. And let's just then, of course, shove in there all the makeup, all the toxins, all of that other stuff. No wonder women are getting these benign tumors on their liver. It's because their liver is literally having to make these structural and genetic changes to try and cope, which is absolutely insane, okay? So step one for hormonal acne, 
clean out the gunk, okay? Do the foundational work first. Get rid of the junk food. It's not even food. It's just junk. Get rid of also the dairy, the gluten, and the sugar, okay? Gluten can also cause thyroid problems and then obviously the gut inflammation that I've been talking about. And when your blood sugar is unstable, all right, because you keep spiking it with um, with gluten and with the carbs, all right, when your blood sugar is unstable, that also can lead to insulin resistance, which then can lead to androgen production. And those androids upregulate testosterone, which I was saying before. And that can also then give you the... Um, the acne, because when insulin is raised, that's, um, you know, like gluten, sugar, and um, dairy, they raise insulin growth factor one, which is what leads to also the acne, okay? So really making sure that you're always trying to keep your blood sugar stable, um, not having foods that just go, that make you spike up and down, that's also not helpful because that will lead to what I was just talking about before, okay? So when your blood, because the thing is, when your blood sugar is unstable, no other system is stable. So it's really important that you actually manage your blood sugar in a healthy way. So lots of whole foods, okay? And gluten-free foods need to be foods that never contain gluten. Not gluten-free biscuits, not gluten-free crackers, not gluten-free pasta. No, it needs to be foods that never contain gluten. So veggies, sweet potatoes, rice, quinoa, the foods that didn't ever actually contain gluten. I hope that actually makes sense. Lots of healthy fats, lots of protein, okay? Like I was saying before, get on the collagen, okay? Because collagen production decreases as we age and it's used up when we are stressed, okay? And it is the most abundant protein in our body and it increases by 800% when you're pregnant, okay? So, get the collagen into your body. I've got that also on my shop page. So make sure you go on there and get the collagen that I use. Otherwise, use that one. It's called Great Lakes or the Vital Protein one. is also fantastic. Just get a really good quality, um, a really good quality collagen. Put it in my cacao elixir. Put it in your cups of tea. It melts. Don't get gelatin. Gelatin will go a bit glunky in liquid. The collagen you can't taste and it like completely melts. Now, a little side note on like junk food and really easy food. The reason, just so that you can understand this, we are designed, right, to hunt for the easy food. We are designed to save energy. So if our brain can sense that like, oh, we can save energy by getting takeaway, by going to McDonald's, by eating the junk food, we know we'll get energy from it and a boost and we won't have to work as hard for it. Of course, our brain wants that, okay? We are programmed to hunt out the sweet stuff because it's a survival mechanism. We are programmed to hunt out the food that is the easiest to get our hands on, okay? So just understand that, that it's not just you, it's your brain. So make the effort because your brain doesn't actually want the Mars bar. It wants the good quality food. And you want the good quality food if you want your hormones to be in balance and if you want your skin to be great, okay? So another thing as well, like I was saying, turmeric obviously helps flush your liver out. It also helps your liver to produce glutathione, much like the bone broth, which is your master detoxifier in your body. It detoxes the liver, it reduces inflammation, it downregulates um, inflammation by NF kappa B pathways. So get on that turmeric, ladies. Okay. Other thing, like I was saying before, is the chewing and the smelling of food is so important for your digestion. It helps with the production of hydrochloric acid so that you're not getting bloated, so your stomach can actually break down the food, and so that your gut and your small large intestine can actually absorb the nutrients. Really important, okay? So I want you to just think about as you go on your day today and the rest of your week is what are the constant toxins that you are being exposed to? Okay, because your liver has to manage all of these things. And if your liver isn't able to detoxify the excess estrogen, insulin, and other hormones, cysts are going to be showing up on your liver and all your ovaries and 
all over your ovaries. You want to be getting that shit out. So start actually, and in my turning off your period problems program, if you're in there, uh, if you're not, jump on that. Um, I've got so much information in there all about getting rid of every single period problem. And I've got a lot on hormonal acne. I really elaborate on it in there and give you a whole pile of um, things to be doing. But in that turning off your period problems program, I also have a massive list of all the chemicals that you want to be looking out for in your skincare products and your shampoo and stuff. So make sure that you've downloaded that if you haven't already downloaded that. Otherwise, flip open, flip over basically your skincare and just look at that and be like, holy fucking shit. I do also have the makeup and stuff. I've got a blog post about my favorite natural skincare products. Um, you know, brands like Ari Perez, um, Jane Aridel. Mukti, Babs, um, Babs Natural Skin Care. They have the best stuff for your skin. Oh my God, I love them so much. Um, the like face exfoliant stuff is unbelievably amazing. Um, so get on that. Um, there's a whole list basically on my website. So just jump on my website and you should need, you need to make that swap for your liver. Okay. So next thing I want to be talking about is androgens and how that relates to your acne. Okay. So coming off birth control, there is a massive surge of androgens and androgens are the male hormones. Okay. They start with DHA in our adrenals. And again, this is why stress reduction is so, so, so important. And because the ovaries are also influenced by this too. Okay, so stress reduction. I cannot stress it enough. Okay, really start thinking about how you can be implementing that into your life a bit more. Um, so, what happens is that when testosterone gets turned into a more potent form, DHT via the five alpha reductase, reductase pathway, God, these pathways are such a bloody mouthful, that is what causes problems with the skin, hair, liver, and brain. Okay, so testosterone, which is one of the male hormones, you do not want to be having too much of it. We obviously need a little bit for our muscle tone and for our, you know, sex drive and stuff, but having too much of this is where the problems can occur. And stress is what can up that cortisol surge. That is what upregulates androgens, DHA, and then your testosterone, which can lead to the acne problems. So really making sure because that you're reducing the stress. So the acne that shows up on like your face, chest, back, and even your bum, that is um, another indication of these higher levels of androgens. So if you're not just getting the odd pimple before your period, which by the way, scientists still haven't figured out why women just get like the random one little odd pimple before their period, and it tends to be in the exact same space all the time. If you know a study that please send that to me because I've done a lot of research and of all the stuff I've said, I've read, um, it's always just like science still hasn't been able to figure it out. So maybe one day. And if you know the answer, please shoot it through. I would love to know. So uh, if you are getting acne in any of those areas, the face, chest, back, and glutes, that's another indication of the higher levels of androgens that you've gotten in your um, in your system, okay? So there's sort of like a different combination of hormones that can lead to the hormonal acne. You either have high estrogen and low progesterone, okay, or you have high estrogen, high androgens, and low progesterone, or you have high androgens, low progesterone, and and then normal estrogen, okay? And those are the combos that you can get for acne. So it's really important that you work with somebody to figure out what your combo is so you can address it correctly. Because for example, normal levels of estrogen and low levels of progesterone, you're gonna be doing different things compared to really, really, really high levels of estrogen and great levels of progesterone, okay? So it's actually quite 
specific and you want to be making sure that you are managing them um, correctly. I mean, obviously you always want to be eating healthy, reducing stress, doing the stuff that I've talked about today. But if you have really, you know, high levels of androgens, it's going to be from a particular thing. And that's why I'm so big on getting to the root cause. Not just like, don't just have some herbs. Okay. Like no amount of herbs is going to fix a problem for life. If you haven't actually gotten to the root cause, that's why I say to my clients, like don't, don't start taking herbs yet. Let's actually figure out what is the root problem. We need to fix that first. So you're not taking herbs the rest of your life because you can't take herbs for the rest of your life. Okay. And they're also really expensive. So that is that. Okay. So estrogen dominance, which I'm going to do another episode on in a second. Estrogen dominance, that, that, and the combo of excess insulin, your ovaries are then going to be pumping out more testosterone. This is what also can lead to things like PCOS because PCOS, that's when your ovaries are pumping out more testosterone. And when you have that upregulation of androgens and also the insulin resistance can also come with the insulin resistant PCOS. There is lots of different types of PCOS though. So that's a really important note to also talk to your doctor about it. If your doctor has said you have PCOS, make sure you say which type because there is different types of PCOS. There's the normal one, which is insulin resistant, not normal, but like the common one, and the common one is the insulin-resistant PCOS. Then you've got the adrenal PCOS. Then you've got the inflammatory PCOS. And then you have the post-pill PCOS. So it's really important for you to actually know which PCOS you have got um, so you can actually correct it properly because you can make it go away. Um, okay, so to reduce your androgens, get your blood sugar in check. Protein, fat, and fiber with every single meal without a doubt. Get your blood sugar in check, okay? Make sure you're having magnesium. We are so deficient generally in magnesium because our soil is so bloody depleted. I'm not a supplement queen. Um, There is obviously a place for supplements and, um, you know, it's definitely important when you need to just give your body a bit of a boost to be having the supplements. But something like magnesium, you should be taking every day because our soil is so depleted and we really do need a lot of it. And the thing is with magnesium, that it's used for over 300 biochemical reactions in your body, right? So there is a need for fucking magnesium in your body. And every time you are stressed, your body actually uses more magnesium, which then makes you more magnesium deficient. And the magnesium deficiency then stresses your body out, which requires more magnesium. So it's this vicious catch-22, a vicious cycle. So when you are having magnesium, it's really important for like everything in your body, but also it helps with it helps actually buffer the stress response in your brain. So make sure that you are having enough magnesium. And again, on my favorite products page, I list the best magnesium. It's magnesium glycinate, uh, most absorbable form of magnesium. A lot of the magnesium that you can buy on the shelves at supermarkets and chemists and stuff, unless they're really, really, really high quality brand and they're a magnesium glycinate, um, you want glycate, glycinate. And now I'm confusing my words. It's glycate. No, it's glycinate. Uh, glycinate because a lot of the magnesiums on the shelves and stuff, they're not absorbable by your body. Not very, like your body absorbs a really small amount. And therefore, you're literally just spending money and shitting it straight out. So make sure that you get the good the good uh, magnesium, okay? Obviously, having plenty of water is really important to reduce androgens as well. B vitamins is really good for androgens. It helps with adrenals as well. It helps um, you not to release so much cortisol and just balance your adrenals and your stress response. Making sure that you're having enough omega-3 fatty acids to reduce the inflammatory response. Lots of avocado, fish oils, um, you know, healthy fats from animal meats. And please do not say to me that animal meat is bad fat. If it's bad animal meat, like it's, you know, fucking been raised on grains and like locked up in a cage, then of course that that's bad animal meat. But if you are getting organic pasture raised, good quality animal fats, they are really, really good for us. Having things like ghee, coconut oil, 
uh, all that jazz. That's going to help reduce infl- inflammation. Also something called DIM um, that is really good for helping correct estrogen dominance, okay? Um, and ATP also has a product called Alpha Venus and, uh, it's Alpha Venus. Uh, and that is really good for correcting estrogen dominance as well. So look into that. Um, but yeah, it is really important to be taking these supplements in the beginning just to support your body to getting where you want to be, getting into that, um, homeostasis, that balance. Um, and then once you're off there, hopefully your, your food and your diet, if it's a good diet and a good lifestyle will support your body. Um, with the ways that it needs to be supported. So uh, another thing for acne, not so much just for androgens, but for acne in general, is making sure that you're having zinc. Um, zinc is really important for keratin production, uh, really great for reducing acne. So make sure you're doing that. Um, also making sure that you're cutting out dairy, like I've already said, dairy, sugar, gluten, all those inflammatory things, and reducing a high GI diet because a high GI diet actually stimulates insulin. Okay, that high GI, that high glycemic loads, they are um, they stimulate insulin and androgen bioavailability and IGF one, which I was talking about before, insulin growth factor one activity. Whereas low glycemic diets, apart from um, weight and blood sugar levels that are obviously benefited, um, they also improve the skin quality. And this has been all shown by research. Everything I say in my podcast is not like I haven't just pulled out of my ass. Like I actually have research to back it up. So various studies have actually provided evidence that high GI diets, what they can do is stimulate insulin and therefore androgen bioavailability and insulin-like growth factor one activity. Okay. Whereas a low glycemic diet, apart from obviously, you know, weight and blood sugar levels that it's benefited, it also improves the skin quality. So what happens is that the the clinical um, research does in fact suggest that the ways in which insulin can increase androgen production and affect it is via the induction of serogenic enzymes, which is a secretion by the pituitary gland of gonadotropin-releasing hormone and the production of sex hormone-binding globulin. God, fuck it, absolute mouthful with all these long words. So what happens is Insulin is also able to reduce serum levels of IGF binding protein 1, and that increases the effect of IGF 1 because it's a binding protein. Okay? So that was an absolute mouthful for the science nerds. You would have absolutely loved that. Basically, be on a low GI diet is what all that is saying. Okay? Making sure that you're quitting sugar because quitting sugar will also reduce the insulin growth factor 1, and insulin growth factor 1 is a perfect storm for acne because it increases sebum, keratin, and inflammation. All right? So you want to be avoiding the cow's dairy because the cow's dairy also reduce, um, also increases inflammation, and it increases the IGF-1 hormone, which I've already said, so I'm just reiterating now and giving you guys a bit of a summary. And according to a 2005 nurse's health study, women who drink less milk are less likely to suffer from acne. So what I was saying before about zinc was that zinc, um, so that's the, the really important thing about zinc is that zinc helps by reducing keratin and it keeps your pores open. Okay. Which then obviously helps your pores, pogs, wow, that's good, pores to not get as clogged so that it's breathing properly and you're not having, um, obviously the acne. Okay. Um, berberine is a natural antibiotic that kills bacteria that can cause acne and also reduces inflammation at IGF-1. So it was actually a clinical trial and in just four weeks it improved acne by 45%. That's sort of like a last result because it's pretty strong as a certain way to do it. Um, but that is also something that can be helping. 
With um, the hormonal birth control, acne will improve somewhat in the first month or two as you reduce inflammation. And after that, you have to sometimes you have to wait up to six months because that's how long it actually takes to expel the sebum plugs that are blocking your pores from the hormonal birth control. Um, so, you know, with coming off hormonal birth control, that post-pill acne will usually reach its worst point at about the six-month mark when coming off the pill. All right. So, Whew, that was what that, that was an absolute mouthful. Okay, so that is an episode on hormonal acne. I hope that gave you guys a ton of things. Please send through questions and stuff because I can then be doing more specific um, po- podcast episodes about the different things. But I just wanted to start off with a more general, give you guys lots of tips and tricks, and then I will start going more into um, the specifics of things so you guys can really start to understand why certain things work, why certain, you know, like things like turmeric and stuff, how they actually work in your body um, and why they're really beneficial. So that is it from me. I hope you have a lovely week and I hope you learnt lots from this podcast. I would love it if you guys could like screenshot the podcast, put it on your Instagram story, tag me in it and let me know your biggest takeaway. Um, I'm sure your friends would also love to know about, you know, how to reduce acne and how to manage that because it is quite a problem these days. And it's no surprise that we're also filled with a ton of chemicals and our liver is clogged as fuck. So managing all of that, um, I hope you guys got lots out of today. I've already said that. Okay. (laughs) I will see you next week. Have a beautiful week. Well, thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show. Uh, Please, 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems. Because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think would enjoy my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well, just to share the love. And that's it for now. So I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night, wherever you are.